This is Riz Hatton with the Becker's Dental plus DSO podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Leah Sigler, president of the Teledentist. Leah, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. So just to start us off here, could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background? Sure. I mean, my pleasure. Um, so again, my name is Leah Sigler. I am from Kansas City. So go Chiefs. And I got to plug in the Chiefs. And um, I am the president of the Teledentist. So I've been in dental my whole life. I've you know grown up in a family of dentists and I'm actually a dental hygienist by trade. And after um, I finished my Peace Corps service and everything, this beautiful opportunity came to work with the Teledentist back in 2014, where I jumped on as quickly as I could because I could see the trend in teledentistry um, slowly making it upward. And here I am now as the president and thrilled to be talking with you, Riz, about the concept of teledentistry and how um, we can open access to dental care. Great. Well, thank you so much. It really sounds like dentistry is in your DNA there. Um, quite, so my, quite, yes. <laughs> so my first question for you here is, what are the biggest issues you're following in dental today? Absolutely. Well, primarily is access, access to care. Um, it doesn't matter. People always think when I say access to care, they think, oh, remote or rural living, but that's not true either. Even in urban living, if you are not sure where you should go, if you don't have dental insurance or the funds to access, have dental insurance or dental coverage in general, um, access to oral health care is truly the hardest part of dentistry. Um, it, there's nothing sexy about dentistry. Like, you know, um, right now, mental health or behavioral health is extremely popular, really growing. Um, but dental has been around for so long and nobody quite accepts or acknowledges the fact that oral health is connected to the overall health. So uh, access, number one, is a huge issue. Then number two, just the awareness of need of oral health in in communities and in individuals. So uh, that's one of the biggest issues and uh, how technologies can be used to even improve both of these issues is kind of what we're working towards at the teledentist. Interesting. And and for those, um, the listeners who may not know, when did teledentistry sort of begin to make its way into the dental space? Sure. Happy. Um, so the, our company, the teledentist, was actually founded in 2014 um, when we we actually saw that statistics show that annually $2.9 billion are spent in emergency rooms and urgent care on toothache codes. I think there's even a stat that says every 15 seconds, somebody goes to a hospital or the wrong place for dental care. So we saw telehealth being used in such an incredible way, you know, telederm, telepsych, all of those um, unique medical people able to use telehealth. And as a dental folk, as you can remember, uh, my whole family being dental, we realized that's what we need to do. We need to put a dentist behind the camera so that somebody can contact a teledentist. Now, definitely has been a boulder being pushed uphill for a long time. The question is, how do you even do teledentistry? You can't reach through the screen and extract a tooth. Well, in 2020, when COVID hit and all the dental offices shut down, everybody suddenly realized, oh, teledentistry can be used to educate patients on what's happening in their mouth, you know, take them off that ledge of don't go to the hospital or don't go to the urgent care. That's the wrong place for dental treatment. Talk to your dentist on the, you know, your phone, basically, having a video conversation with a dentist. 
We can also palliate, making sure that they get on some sort of antibiotics or prescription medication if indicated, so that when they do go into a dental office, which is the third step triage, that they're able to actually get the work done and they don't have to go quickly you know, back to their pharmacy or two different visits, one to the general dentist, then to the oral surgeon, then back to the dentist. And uh, it's basically eliminating all those crazy steps that patients have had to take in the past. And unfortunately, we, we have to attribute it to COVID, um, you know, people being isolated, looking in the mirror, thinking, I've got this toothache problem and I don't know, have anywhere else to go. It's what really accelerated the concept of teledentistry. Very interesting. Uh, my next question for you is, what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously, as you can tell, I'm quite passionate I'm passionate about this subject. So for me, the excitement is the adaptation and the, the acceptance of teledentistry by patients, by actual the general public. Um, two, three weeks into the COVID shutdown, we had huge companies uh, contact us saying we need help. We need help. And we were able to do that in a turn of a button. And patients really enjoy a teledental consultation. That whole white coat phobia that's related to dental visits in general, it's just taken away completely. And they've seen that in telehealth or telemental health as well. That fear and that anxiety is reduced because there's a screen, there's that barrier. And patients have just come to us with any and all oral health questions, and it's been delightful to be able to help them. Um, in fact, one of the coolest stats I can tell you is that 84% of patients who use our service have don't go to the emergency room. We stopped 84% of people from going to the wrong place for oral health care. So it, it's wonderful to see that. What makes me nervous um, is that the provider uh, adaptation, the provider acceptance. Um, it's not the easiest to get dentists to use new technology. In fact, one of my favorite stories is our, our co-founder, Dr. Maria Kuhn's daughter, talks about when they came out with the first high hand speed piece, um, the drill, what you hear when you go get a dental filling or a crown done, that was relatively new back in the day in the 80s. And people were losing their minds. Oh, it's going to destroy dentistry. It's going to ruin patient care. And now can you imagine getting work done without that? I mean, <laughs> that, that to me is um, it's a perfect example of a new technology that took a long time for dentists to accept and start using. So I know that that's still going to be an upward battle, but I believe with the push and the demand of the public that that's what's going to help um, providers be able to use this brand new tool to be able to take care of their patients with better care. Interesting. So do you think that dentists have become more accepting of new technologies and and, you know, these new modes of dentistry uh, as time has gone on? Slowly. Yes, I do. Um, I, again, as a dental hygienist, I've seen a lot of new technology come through. The laser, for example, um, I was trained on how to use that for my periodontal patients. And uh, there were only two or three offices that I worked with that actually used that and encouraged dental hygienists to use that. Um, the Seric Crown, for example, that was a brand new one that still today many dental offices don't use and they're wasting a lot of chair predict productivity time um, by not having this device, this cool new technology. So it, it is not easy to accept change. I understand that and I, I acknowledge that. Um, but I think with the encouragement 
of the team on the dental office, you know, the hygienists, the front staff, the, everybody, plus the demand. Uh, it will definitely encourage the dentists and the owner, practice owners to move forward eventually, but slowly but surely. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So what will the most effective healthcare leaders need to be successful in the next two to three years? Absolutely. I think that this, that question basically summarizes what we were just talking about, providing access and better access through telehealth. Now, by using teledentistry in a dental office, they're opening up an additional chair for revenue. It's a virtual chair, so we're not wasting PPE, we're not wasting assistant chair time or dentist chair time. But they are opening up a brand new spot for patients, new or current patients to come through and be able to access their dentist. Uh, Forward thinking leaders who are, you know, their goal is to improve patients' health will start integrating teledentistry. Um, In fact, just last year, I think it was um, December, the World Health Organization is now, you know, encouraging and mandating that oral health be part of universal healthcare globally. So in order to do that successfully in the next two or three years, you have to use the new technology that thankfully COVID has allowed us to push forward. And and truthfully, if we're not using this new technology to improve our patients' lives, then that's a big shame on us. So you know, integrating total health for patients by using teledentistry and telehealth will improve the bottom line and it will improve patients' outcomes. That's great. Well, Leah, thank you so much for your insights today. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Yeah, thank you so much, Rose. I appreciate the opportunity. Always a pleasure. I love reading your articles. So I'm excited to hear this podcast and um, continue opening conversation and access to care with teledentistry.